We started a series last week, and this is a little bit of a pause today as we, this is one of the special Sundays of the calendar year for us as we uh, welcome new brothers and sisters in the faith into the congregation we call TFRC. And you're going to hear some amazing stories. You're going to be uh, blown away what God has done. But we just want to uh, begin our time with a focus on uh, why we are who we are and why we do what we do. Last week, John and uh, Ryan and Lorianne talked about calling to worship. And one of the things we do, if you've grown up in the church, we take this for granted. It's ritual, it's routine, it's tradition. And yet we never want to underestimate the opportunity we have on a Sunday morning, on a Lord's Day morning. Because why we're here this morning, first and foremost, is to offer the best that we have and who we are to God. We sit in the presence, and we'll stand in in the moment, in the presence of the living God the God who created us, who redeemed us, who sustained us. And it's an amazing opportunity. And sometimes I just don't think we expect to encounter this living God. And so I really want to encourage you uh, to raise the bar of your expectations. This is not about what we do for you. This is about what you do for him. There's a secondary purpose in why we gather, and that is because no other moment in the week does this group of people, these brothers and sisters in the faith, gather and experience community together. And the more often you are here, the more firm the fabric that binds us together, the shared experiences. Today you're going to hear some stories, some stories you'll never forget. You're going to see people stand and profess their faith in Jesus, as many of you have done. Today is a day where we we celebrate and honor uh, the veterans in the room. Again, it's a facet of who we are. There's this shared story. We also are going to be reminded in a few minutes of a, a horrific tragedy that happened just seven days ago in a church smaller than this, but with brothers and sisters in the faith whose lives were taken or permanently forever altered. Uh, Those were our brothers and sisters too. And it's part of our collective journey. It's part of our collective story. Uh, We celebrated 40 years ago the beginning of this congregation, and today we're going to take another step on this journey together. The thrills and spills of living life together in our faith is exactly what this morning is about. But I want to focus our thoughts on Psalm 95 for just a a couple of minutes. And I want you to take a good look at this. You don't have to do any of the heavy lifting. I will read for you this morning, but I want you to identify the us factor. Many of the psalms are us or we's. They're collective, they're corporate, and it describes why we come together and what we do. So these are a few selected verses from Psalm 95. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Check. You ready? Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. You ready to shout, kind of, maybe? Keep it, okay, there's two, two shouts. Imagine, uh, I won't go there. But imagine if we shouted to the Lord out of the joy of our hearts within reason. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. Come, let us bow down. Last week they talked about postures in worship. We tend to sit and stand, sit and stand as we're told. That's okay. But if you're led to bow down, just make sure someone next to you can help you up. 
The same thing, let us kneel before the Lord our maker. When we understand we come together in the presence of God himself, it changes us, it shapes us. Why worship? Here's a couple of other verses from Psalm 95. For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. For he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. You, my friends, are about to experience or encounter the living God who created you, who redeemed you, and continues to sustain you. Are you ready? Let's, let's pray. Settle down. Let's pray. <laughs> Father in heaven, uh, fill our hearts and minds and persons with the reality of your presence. God, we've come at this place, to this place. Some of us have had rough weeks. Some of us are distracted. Some of us are going too fast for our own good. Some of us have had a great week, but whatever the condition of our hearts and minds, Lord, unite us together as brothers and sisters as Christ as we come to you and give you the honor, glory, and praise that you're due. And as we create once again the fabric called TFRC and we hear the stories of those whose lives have been shaped and transformed through your presence and the impact of those seated here this morning. We can't wait, Lord. And all God's people said. Well, uh, good morning. And as you know, it's Veterans Day weekend. And, um, and many of you also know this as well. Uh, I served in the military for uh, six years. And, and I, I get, because of that, I, get this, I can understand vets in a way that probably many don't. And that is that veterans, uh, by serving, there, there's something that happens in serving where you just start seeing the world differently and, and act in the world differently. And I wanted to talk about that just for a minute. Um, veterans, uh, we get this thing called duty that our culture doesn't really understand anymore today. Uh, today, uh, we live in this really polarized world, don't we? Where like it doesn't matter what the topic or discussion or whatever it may be, there's either this one way and you have to fall on this side or this side of whatever that may be and you can't like the other side and, and you're not supposed to like the other side but veterans have this different view of the world and of people and it, veterans can put away and put aside uh, the politics, they can put aside the divisiveness, they can put aside the disagreements and, and they can learn to serve Despite that, uh, veterans, there's probably some in this room that have served in war zones that they didn't agree that we should even be there in, yet they still served and they showed up because of duty. Uh, soldiers understand serving, and there's many of you in this room that know exactly what I'm talking about. So what we wanted to do this morning is we wanted to just take a moment and recognize our veterans, and I'm about to do something that most veterans aren't going to like. If you have ever worn the uniform at all, if you've served in any of the armed forces at all, I'm going to invite you right now to stand, please.
Now, veterans, I'm actually going to ask you to remain standing. It's going to get worse. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, all of you who are standing here this morning, you know what I'm talking about when I say you just see things in the world a little bit differently, don't we, vets? We do. We have an experience that other people just can't resonate with. It shaped us. It shaped me and, and when I served as well. And, and at TFRC, what we want you to know is we remember you. We remember your service and, and we really want to invest in you and walk with you. And it doesn't mean that we're all of us that are vets here are walking with problems or something like that. Though some of us might be. Um, but we want to help you um, find community with that shared experience that others don't perhaps have. And so um, on Monday nights, uh, we have set aside a room with a group of people that are veterans and they hang out and they read scripture together and they support each other and they serve together and they do all that with that shared experience. And so what I'm going to invite you to do, vets, is on Monday nights at 7 o'clock, show up and join the other vets and perhaps you'll find community there that you might be looking for. Now, um, also, what we want to do for you as you stand here is we want to pray for you. You all right with that? Let's pray for our vets. Jesus, you said there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And today we pray for those men and women who have, in their military service, sacrificed their time and strength and ambition and health and, and even their lives on this earth to benefit friends. God, many of our warriors here carry scars in their hearts as well as perhaps on their bodies. Many have dark memories that, that haunt their dreams at night and fears that cloud their waking hours. And Jesus, you came to give us abundant life by providing a way for us to release our pain to you. Jesus, on the cross, you bore our sorrows and brokenness. And when we trust you, we can exchange our wounds for your joy in a future um, unhindered by the brokenness in our world. Bring this gift now to the veterans of our nation who bear tangible and intangible wounds. God, we pray in the name of Jesus that you heal them if they are broken. And God, bless the families of soldiers who, who bear these pains too. God, give them patience and wisdom and strength to endure and more than endure to hope and faith for a blessed life. God, not everything that happens in life is good, but you promise to work all things together for good, especially for those who love you and align their lives with your purpose. God, create good in the families of veterans who have experienced pain and perhaps even loss. God, do this miracle, we pray. God, we honor our veterans in your name. We thank you as we thank them for their sacrifice. And we ask you to return to them the favor of your blessing, a gift we on our own could never offer. And God, we ask that you would give our veterans a peace beyond the peace they fought to secure, a peace in their own hearts, wrapped in the joy of a life touched by you in your strong hands. And God, we boldly pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Uh, to kick off Connection Sunday, what we wanted to do was we wanted to start with some stories. Are you guys all right with that? 
I thought you would be. And so I'm going to invite uh, Miss Melanie Hilaritas up, and she's going to kick us off with some stories. So Mel, come on up. Good morning. My name's Melanie, like John said, and I am the children's director for those kids who are in elementary age. And um, I love my job, and it's just um, an amazing thing to see um, parents raising their kids in a, in a Christian home and what that looks like. And so that's what I'm going to talk about for a little bit before my kids come up and share with you, um, because that's um, what they did. Um, it never gets old for me to have kids join the Kids Connection. And they join because um, they love Jesus, they've been raised in a Christian home, and now they're getting to that point where they're discovering Jesus for themselves. And so kudos to you parents who, who are raising your kids and baptizing them today and um, committing them to the Lord. And um, you're not, the, the great thing is you're not in that alone because we know that is a tough job to raise our kids in the Christian faith. And we want to partner with you here at church, the people who are working in the nursery, in the preschool, the small group leaders um, in elementary, those who are working with the junior high and, and the high schoolers and investing in our kids' lives day in, day out. And year after year, some of them have been here investing in our kids and it it's so awesome to see kids just say I've always loved Jesus I know my little guy this morning says yeah I can't wait to go to Sunday school to learn for Ollie to teach me the story about Jesus it's so so excuse me I just get excited too when kids get excited to learn about Jesus and to grow in their faith and then they get to that point where they not only love Jesus, they are accepting Jesus for themselves. And that's the hope that each one of us parents, as you baptize your kids, that that's the next step someday for their lives. So I want to invite two, two young ladies up that took the Kid Connection class. Um, they're sisters. They were raised in a Christian home, and they're going to share a little bit of their story with you. They're going to share who they are and what grade they're in and how long they've attended um, Twin Falls Reformed Church. My name's Aubrey Wesley. I'm 10 years old and in fourth grade and have been going to TFRC since I was born. Thanks, Aubrey. My name's Taylor Wesley and I'm eight and I'm in third grade. And I've been going to this church since I was born. Okay. So they've been here, their parents baptized them here. And uh, uh, so they've been raised in a Christian home. So tell me some of the, the joys, Aubrey, of being raised in a Christian home. One of the joys of being raised in a Christian home is being able to pray together with my family. That's huge, to be able to pray with your family. And Ta uh, Taylor, can you, um, can you mention some people who have modeled Jesus to help you grow in your faith? My small group leaders and my family members. So church is a big part uh, alongside their family and teaming up. And um, Aubrey, I know you are in a small group with other kids and small group leaders. And how has that helped you develop your faith with those people? 
It has helped me develop my faith by making good friends and we all learn that we have the same values. And in stuff like Kids Connection, we can learn together. And our small group leaders, they help us understand the Bible and they help encourage us to memorize our verses and be kind outside of church. So kudos to you parents who are bringing your kids here year, day after, uh, week after week. And thank you to all, the, to all the leaders who help invest with these kids and helping them raise in, in, in your Christian home and teaming up with you. And um, so Kid Connection, we, we do a lot of things. It's one of those unique classes where we get out of the classroom and we go on um, some outings. And they could be to Little Niagara, to looking at the Standing Stones. And we talk about um, deepening our faith and how to make not just Jesus, the Jesus that I love, but the Jesus that he is my savior and how to articulate that with the kids. So it's, we, we offer it twice a year and it's about seven to eight weeks long. And um, these kids are gonna share kind of their favorite part of that, that um, helped, that's helping them develop their faith. My favorite part about Kids Connection is when we went to the Standing Stones, it told me to be kind of like a Standing Stone. Great, so a lot of you may not know, we have several Standing Stones around our campus and we go around, one of our outings is to go around and talk about those. And those really, I know, touched Taylor's life. And, okay, you think I'm gonna cry, baby. Wait till you see Brett in a little bit, so hold on. <laughs> So one of the, this is how these kids start questioning these things. It's just, so why do we have these standing stones around here? And um, what's the, the meaning of them? And so we'd share the meanings and she goes, I wanna be a standing stone. So, and then, and Aubrey laughs because she knows that I'm a big crybaby too. So she teases me all the time. So anyways, will you share your favorite part my favorite part was learning the Apostles' Creed for kids and writing our faith stories. So if you know, we'll be sharing the Apostles' Creed and we'll all be saying it and um, committing to each other. It's a commitment, you know, to share what we believe and a commitment that we get to do together. And when kids give their, when, when anyone here gives their life to Christ, we all win and we all get to celebrate. So thanks girls for, for sharing and thank you everyone for raising your kids in Christian homes. And now Brett's going to come up, and just as we value raising our kids in Christian home and those faith stories, we also have the faith stories that people who have not been raised in a Christian home, and we love those stories just as much, and, and uh, Brett's going to come share that, and wait till you hear, see him. She's already calling me out. I can't say anything, though, because it's probably going to happen, but... Um, I'm Brett. I'm the director of youth ministry here at Twin Falls Reformed Church. And just like Mel does youth con uh, children, kids connections, I do youth connections. Ours is not quite as long as hers. But the main goal of our youth connections is to just make sure before they make a commitment to this church that they truly believe what it is they say they're going to be believing in. And going through some of the hard questions that they might have uh, of their faith and just learning more about Jesus. But uh, like Mel said, I'm really passionate about students in general. But I have a soft spot for being raised in the church because that's, that's kind of my story. But 
I think it's really hard sometimes for students to take the initiative to invest in other people. And so I'm, I'm even more excited about a faith story where somebody isn't from a, a Christian home because it takes a lot of courage to, to make that your own faith. So uh, I have a student from our class. His name's Caden Milligan. He's Canyon Ridge's most eligible bachelor. Come on up, Caden. Caden loves when I talk about him. Um, so, Caden, would you mind just uh, starting to share your story by explaining a little bit of your uh, back, your church and faith background growing up? Um, so, growing up, I was born into a good family, but um, we never really went to church. Maybe we'd go to Christmas and Easter, but that was about it. Okay. And uh, you mentioned you didn't grow up in the church. You kind of maybe went once in a, in a great while. What was it that got you into the church building, and maybe more specifically, what got you involved in t with Twin Falls Reformed Church? Um, about a half a year ago, my friend Sam invited me to youth group, and that was definitely my stepping stone into TFRC. Awesome. So you mentioned you were invited to youth group by a friend, and what was it that kept you coming to youth group? Um, I had lots of good friends that went to youth group, so that was... A strong point and um, the environment was really fun and there was lots of fun games that the youth group held. Nice. Um, little funny story is uh, Caden, I'm, I'm really bad, I'm notorious for not remembering names and it usually takes me like four, three or four botched name attempts before I learn somebody's name and so it, it had been dragging on a little bit too long. I think he started coming to youth group maybe in April or May, and it was midway through the summer, and I still couldn't remember his name. And I, I talked to him like every week, and it's really terrible. But uh, I finally said, hey, I know who you are, but if I can't remember your name next week, I owe you ice cream. Long story short, I think I ended up owing him three ice creams, and I'm not sure I, I followed through with any of them. But um, no, he's, he's, a, he's an awesome guy. So what was it, though, Caden, uh, that made it more than just friends, games, and uh, fun? So, that was definitely when I started coming to Sunday morning services. Pause. You guys got to hear this great story. So, Caden's first Sunday here is, is a pretty awesome one. Would you mind sharing it with him? So, uh, my friend Sam, he invited me to uh, Sunday morning services. And um, I come here, 9 a.m., you know, ready to get my church on. I get some lemonade. <laughs> and... He doesn't show up for the first service, so I was a little scared, you know, just sitting by myself outside waiting for my friend to show up to church. And um, about halfway through the second service, I know that his family has a tendency to sleep in, so I wasn't really worried about it. But then I go talk to Brett, and um, he told me that Sam goes to the Nazarene church, so I realized that... <laughs> I showed up to the wrong church. <laughs> it was it was so great because he, Sam goes to our was going to a youth group and uh, that's who invited Caden originally. And so when he told me that, I'm like, is is he coming here now? Well, uh, I'm pretty sure he goes to Nazarene Church. And the look on his face was like, oh, I didn't think about that. But um, <laughs> it it was great. He ended up sitting with us. But one of the the things I, I asked them right after the service because I was just curious because for. A, for a student to come to church all alone for the first time, no friend, 
not really much of a background in church, might have been kind of intimidating. Say, so, hey, what'd you what'd you think about the service? And uh, do you mind just sharing a little bit about what you thought and what kept you coming? Um, I noticed that the people here were really nice and they were very welcoming, and it was the environment, the music, it was all like fantastic. So it's kept drawing me back. That's great. Uh, then you mentioned a lot's really happened since you started coming to church here. Would you mind just sharing a little bit about your, your faith story since you started attending here about like 10, 12 weeks ago? So starting to go to youth group more consistently, I got plugged into small groups. And then later, Brett invited me to the Connections class to maybe get baptized or become an official member here. So I started taking the class. And then I took the class and finished it, so <laughs> that's that. And um, he invited me to coffee one morning to maybe invest in a personal relationship with Jesus, and he taught me how to accept Jesus into my heart, and later that night I did, and that um, brings me to where I am today. Awesome. All right, so success moment for me. I'm not crying before the story. I'm crying after the story. It's going to happen. But one of the things I love about Caden and his story is just how God works incrementally. He, uh, he was invited by Sam to go to youth group. Little do people know Sam was invited by Leanne to go to youth group. So he's, he's an invite from an invite to, to come to this fun event we, we do called youth group. And little do we know that six months later, Jesus is his Lord and Savior. And uh, it's been great to see him just continue to grow over the, the last little bit of the year. And I'm so excited to see, you know, what it is God has in store for him because he's got so much potential. And he's already, he's already a great kid. And I'm just uh, really excited for what he has going on in his life. But I wanted to challenge all you adults, all you children, all of you middle school, high school students, you never know what that one invite is going to do. That one invite to a friend that could lead to another friend that could lead to that other friend accepting Christ as their Savior. So um, it's kind of hard to do sometimes, but I want to challenge all of you to keep, keep on keeping on. Keep on trying. Uh, keep, keep telling people about Jesus because it's, it's so powerful when uh, someone does it for the first time. And I remember when I, I had coffee with him that whole day, I couldn't stop thinking about like, oh, I wonder if he's going to, I wonder if it's, what's going to happen, what's going to happen. And at so much to the point, I had a hard time sleeping that night. The next morning, I checked my phone to see if I got any texts. But luckily, I saw him at Bible, uh, at, um, Bible Club at Canyon Ridge, and he told me. And it, it just made my, my heart sore because uh, we've just had a couple of really rough weeks here. At TFRC, a couple rough weeks in the nation. And to see someone come to Jesus, it puts it all in perspective and it, it makes doing what we do definitely worthwhile. So, thank you. I'm going to invite Rebecca Howe up, and she's going to share a little bit of her faith journey thus far. So, Rebecca, come on up. Take a seat. So, Rebecca, how old are you? I'm 21 years old. She is 21 years old. And um, so, so share with us, so where uh, did your faith story kind of begin? 
Um, for as long as, well, actually, I didn't really remember it that well. My mom just kind of recently shared with me that she used to um, read the scriptures with me when I was little. I had a little Bible, you know, the one you all get your kids with the pictures in them, and we looked at the pictures, and we learned about how God worked through all the lives of those people in the Bible. Um, and so I guess that sort of created this spiritual longing, I'm going to call it that, within me, um, and kind of through my whole life, that's been there, and I've just kind of followed that. So, so from the very beginning, before you can remember, you you feel like there's a, this moment where God like instilled some kind of longing for Him in there, and, and so where did that longing for God lead you? Um, I had a friend um, in kindergarten um, that introduced me to the LDS Church. For those of you who don't know, that's the Mormon Church. Um, I attended that church from age 5 to age 16. I was baptized there. I had a lot of leaders, a lot of really great friends who um, helped me grow my relationship with God and learn about scripture and prayer and church attendance. Um, it really was good, a good foundation for my faith. Um, and as I grew up, I would study the Bible and study the Book of Mormon, and I noticed some parallels and some contrasts that kind of led me to believe that maybe I was missing a part of this plan and missing a crucial part of what God had for me, so I began to search for God in kind of other places. And so, so what happens next? So I moved, um, I grew up in Rigby, Idaho, and then I moved when I was 16 to a little town called Salina, Texas, um, pretty far away from here, pretty culturally different from this place. Um, at this time, uh, God kind of brought a lot of trials into my life. He brought a lot of experiences, um, one being a really um, abusive home, the uh, height of the abuse kind of peaked um, during my junior year of high school. Um, sorry. I became really close with one of my teachers. Um, her name is Cynthia, and she um, just showed me so much grace, so much love, and uh, really encouraged me to um, kind of get back to God. I moved out of my parents' house at the beginning of my senior year and lived with her for the rest of my high school career. And um, she attended the Methodist church, so I attended that church with her and her family. So you said your life, you know, you went through a pretty hard spell where life got tough and there were lots of trials along the way. So, you know, and you're longing for God. So, so where was God amidst all the hardship? Um, God, I heard something one time, somebody told me, um, God only gives you as much as you can handle, but I disagree. I would say God gives you more than you can handle so that you will seek him. Um, so I found through this time, the more that I was given, the more um, trials that I kind of encountered, God would just remind me in the middle of it all that he was there. Um, one really strong reminder was this faith retreat that I went on. Um, I went with some girls from my church, the Methodist church that I was going to, we um, had an opportunity to kind of experience Christ's sacrifice for us in a very real, physical way. We carried um, a very heavy piece of wood down a trail, and, and it was nighttime. There were leaders around us guiding us, encouraging us to keep going. Um, and then we got to the end, and we were led into a room. We were blindfolded. Um, a nail was placed in our hand and pressed into the center of our palm to represent the pain that 
Christ kind of felt when he was nailed to the cross. Um, and it really showed me um, the, the reality of what Christ did for me, that he would give his own life to give me grace freely. And um, that's just such a blessing. Yeah, and when we talked earlier, she said, you know, that was the moment in her faith story where, where grace kind of came real to her for the very first time, the grace of Jesus. Um, so now, obviously, uh, you're not in Texas anymore, and you're here this morning. So how did you get here? So um, I moved here with my mom and my stepdad about two years ago. Um, we were coming from Nevada, so we were coming this way and kind of driving, and I live actually down Grandview, and we turned to go to Grandview, and I saw the billboard for TFRC, and I recognized this is a place of worship as a church, and I just kind of felt God calling me here. I felt that God was going to bless me here and um, bring me closer to him through this place. And so your story has really been marked by this, this longing for something, for God, whatever that might have been for you, and you've later found it was God. Um, how have you found God here at TFRC? I've had some awesome opportunities. I remember one Sunday, I um, just kind of felt, I was reading the program and I saw, you know, there was volunteer opportunities, so I went out to the missions table, I saw the clipboard to sign up for Sunday school um, to volunteer with the preschool kiddos, so I did that. Um, uh, that led me to a little meeting with Tiffany Eden, who's the preschool director here, um, and she's just one of those people that kind of helped me through that. Um, during our meeting, she actually offered me a job at the daycare here at this church. If you guys don't know about that, that's an awesome program. We get to teach so many kids who, um, some of them have never even heard of Jesus, never even heard about God. Um, and so it's really cool to be a part of their faith foundation, if you could call it that, and to see them learn about God for the first time. Yeah, and so when we were meeting, she was talking about what she does, and she has about eight kids in her class. Um, and she mentioned this number that I, it kind of blew my mind. She said something like seven out of eight of the kids that she teaches every day um, probably don't know Jesus. And they're in our church building. And, and as a community, it's hard for us to just see what the impact of that, um, that, that daycare is and what the preschool is. But if that's true and there's that many kids that are showing up there that need to hear Jesus, it's making a huge impact. Um, in our community and in the lives of these little kids that we can't even grasp um, what God is doing next with it. So it's just such a big deal. And Rebecca, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Thank you. Give it up for Rebecca.